We're four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? Doing our part for Earth Day. Earth Day marks the anniversary of the birth of the modern environmental movement in 1970. That was the first Earth Day. I was there. I was one. <laughs> I was one year old. Oh, my gosh. Make us I, feel old. Um, I won't tell you how old I was. Birthday <laughs> here is on Monday, April 22nd. Isn't it always on April 22nd? No, it's usually it's around there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this year, April 22nd, <laughs> get ready. Yeah. I think it's usually April 20th, but that's a Saturday. So I think that's why it's on the 22nd. Oh, oh okay. Got it. Yep. You know, I know that Earth Day is a great is a great start, right? But just like Black History Month, it, it shouldn't really be a once-a-year activity to check off our list, right? Yeah, no, every no. day is Earth Day, or should be. Should be. And I, I got to admit, when I hear Earth Day, I, I, I feel like I should get my hippie on. I should be eating granola and not shaving my legs every <laughs> day. And, and your eyes. Or just separating your trash, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. I, something about I should be singing Dust in the Wind or something like that. I don't know. One of those hippie songs. But, but I know that's not what it's about. Yeah, I know. Make a garland of flowers for your hair. Yeah. <laughs> We're blown in the wind. Okay, Tracy, now I can't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that. You know, it's really important. Earth Day is an important day, but it's also an important state of mind that we need to, to make sure that we're you know, talking to our students about, especially in this day and age, the importance of it is is unparalleled. We need to be talking and cultivating an awareness with our students. So let's talk about that. How do we cultivate an awareness about environmental issues with our kids? So there's a lot of different ways to bring awareness to our students for Earth Day. Um, there's there's tons. One of my favorite is to go and check out some sites like Newzella. There's so much there. And if you've not done Newzella, N-E-W-S-E-L-A.com, and you can go on there, and there's all kinds of current event articles, and you can actually – um, mess with the Lexile level of the article to get it at the right, just right level for your students. It's really a lifesaver for upper elementary and middle school teachers, I think. And you can find any kind of current events article that has to do with environmental stuff. These are real newspaper articles that are brought down to a level for that your kids can handle reading. So, for example, I do a whole water study with my kids in the spring. Um, as part of something that we do with a long walk to water, but then we blow it out and we look at water and, and a lot of issues around water envi- environmentally. And so 
we read about the Flint water crisis. There's so many ways to incorporate this. Ladies, what are some of the ways you incorporate um, this environmental studies into your everyday classroom life? Well, I think it's the perfect time also to use uh, to tie it back into our persuasive writing. So, you know, there's a lot of issues that always come up, things like should you or should you not use plastic straws or uh-huh. what about those the six-pack rings that you hear so much about and how bad it is for turtles and um, you know, yeah, you know, I actually got day. Yes, yes. And yes. also, you know, things like once you recycle, you know, I think a lot of people have the notion like, well, it all goes to the same place anyway. So I think uh-huh. just having kids do some research and News ELA is a great way, you know, a great source or even like Time for Kids um, has yeah, a lot of information right, right. or National Geographic for Kids uh-huh. and have them research the facts and use that in their persuasive, you know, persuasive pieces. You know, something that really stuck with my kid um, in our area, we were lucky. We have um, someone who was very generous and they donated money to cover a field trip to the recycling plant for any classroom in our area that wants to go. Oh, that's awesome. What a great idea. Yes. Well, let me tell you, I, even as an adult, I've never looked at, I have not looked at recycling the same way since I had that field trip with my kids. Hmm. It's mind blowing. What is, yeah. We took my Girl Scout troop actually to the local recycling center too. And Uh they, I mean, you you never really think about what happens to it once it leaves your, your bin. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, right. talk, and talking about books, ladies, there's so many great books out there. Compost Stew, an A to Z recipe for the earth. And if there's any environmental chefs out there, here's a recipe for you. Yeah. You can mix a batch of compost stew. Woo! Bouncing rhyming yeah. lines. <laughs> the cheerful title gives the alphabet or uses the alphabet to introduce your little ones to ingredients that make great compost from apple cores to zinnias. Whose blooming days are though? Are I through. love A to Z books. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. have you guys ever made compost? Yes, I well, am not, but my neighbor has, and I actually. But I grew up doing that. I guess we didn't have like a bin because I grew up on rural property. It was like towards the woods and the leaf pile, and my dad would just bury the stuff and turn it and oh, use it. Wow. We right. compost all the time, and we find we find all these things growing in it that we really never expected to, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that were the random yeah, seeds. Yeah, we have we have a bin at the at the end of our garden, and the same thing. You'd be shocked at what you find growing. I know. My dad, well, soil. Cool. We'll have a pumpkin a pumpkin patch spread up because he threw some squash and pumpkins back there the year before. It's so funny. But I interrupted you, Dan. Go on. No, I was just going to say, and the the earth is just so dark, and it's just so rich. It's it's really beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, one year when I was teaching second grade, um, I had a parent who offered to build us a compost bin. Ah. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we researched it, we got the worms and the dirt, and then the kids loved bringing in like, you know, after recess and lunch, their different their peelings and things to put in it. But uh-huh. the problem became, became when all the little bugs started flying out of it <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know and you know what you have to be careful about covering it um both schools that i worked at here here in our home neighborhood um are in the edge of the forest each of them uh-huh. and 
there are mice and maybe rats. Oh. And you've got to be really careful about little animals getting in. Oh, and, well, you you know, know, so I'm going to just even push you further. Mice and rats are the least of your worries. If you're any place where there's a wooded area, you're going to attract coyotes. You're going to attract deer. And foxes. You're right. You might. I, you know, I'm not sure down here if we have a lot of bear, but they're they're around and and bears are well, things like that. you know. My last school was built like brilliantly. There's an inner courtyard that is surrounded by the yeah, school. That's There's nice. no other way to get into it, and I believe they did because our custodian took over all the earth kind of issues. Oh, how nice! Things. And she, I, I believe she had a compost bin. She had a greenhouse out there. Yeah. She, um, there was a family of ducks that was raised out there mm-hmm. every, every spring, and she would lead them out of the school from the, <laughs> from the inner courtyard. And we have an inner courtyard so. in mind, too. Like, I'm thinking, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, how cool would that be? And then to set a rain barrel yeah. out there, too, so it becomes yep. something new. Oh, yeah, that would be mm-hmm. great. Yeah, as long as it's enclosed, you won't be troubled by all of those little critters. Right, so. right. Something to think about. I don't know if this fits here or not. Stop me if it doesn't, because we were talking about this a little bit before. I always kicked off the Earth Day celebration with watching the Earth Day special, which premiered on TV in 1990. Most of you listening have probably never heard of it. Maybe you weren't even here in 1990. Why? But it is a work of art, I'm telling you. Um, Bette Midler as Mother Nature, who is very, very, very sick, and her beautiful gown and her garland of flowers in her hair are just covered with trash that we have put there. And she's sick. And Robin Williams is a politician making a speech <laughs> in the town no. square. I want to watch and, it just because Robin's in it. I know. Yeah, yeah. and with his, with his great red suit on and everything. Uh-huh. And, and Mother Nature shows up and tells him, you know, what's going on. And um, he ends up, you know, coming over to her side and agreeing, we've got to do something to save the earth. And she falls out of the sky, critically ill. They rush her to the hospital where Joogie Hauser is her doctor. <laughs> and um, it, it just goes on and on. And it's wonderful. And there's a fabulous rap song in there. Um, with a young Will Smith and a rapper who's left us a long time ago called Heavy D. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember. And Queen Latifah. Wow. And um, and the rap song. Yeah, they were all in there. And and the rap song is called Working Together. And it's and I think it's still very current. I could be wrong, but anyway, all of it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just look up. Earth Day special and go wild. Uh, get a PG um, signature from your parents if you need to do that first. They say damn and stuff like that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's good to know. Well, we'll have it in our show notes. We want to make Link sure. to it in our show notes. Okay. Yes. Okay. There's yeah. also yes. this really cute series of books called The Adventures of a Plastic Bottle and The Adventures mm-hmm. of an Aluminum mm-hmm. Can. And it's diary entries told from the point of view of the plastic bottle and of the aluminum can as it goes on. It's so cute. Yeah. As it goes on a journey from the refinery plant to manufacturing line, to the store shelf, to the garbage, and then back again to the recycling plant. And and what a model for writing because there are so many things that get made from recycling. And what a 
materials now. Great way to um, examine different perspectives and point of view in Reader's yes, Workshop and yep, Writer's perfect. Workshop. Yes. You know, when I went to the um, reading our state reading conference, I discovered a new book. Um, it's relatively new, and I pounced on it. Do you guys, it's perfect for a paired text. Do you remember The K-Pak Tree by Lynn Cherry? Oh, love, love, yes. love that book. Yes. Yes. I found this book called Stretch to the Sun from a Tiny Sprout to the Tallest Tree on Earth. And it's by Carrie Pearson. And this book tells the life story of a giant redwood. And it's told in a way that the animals in that particular type of forest are involved. And as I was standing there at the bookseller stand reading it, all I could think of was, oh my God, oh my God, it's the K-pop tree. I have to have this as a compare contrast. Perfect paired, perfect paired um, passage. That's what's on my agenda. Nice. Is we're going to be doing a little bit of comparing and contrasting. That's wonderful. You know, there's a there's a story about animals who are, you know, getting hurt and they're getting sick because of the trash and things around. And there's a young boy named Luke who tries to take action by cleaning things up. And um, I was reading on Facebook that, you know, those, you know, the rings, the plastic rings that animals yes. sometimes get stuck. In. So they say if you get rid of plastic rings to just make a little slice and just cut them so that they don't get stuck on the animal. So I, yeah, I, saw, I saw where you posted that. that. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. You don't even think of that. It's just a, such a simple little thing to do. And we could talk to kids about doing that too. Right. So ladies, let's talk about this. We know the why. And we also gave some great like video and book ideas for teachers to use and some different types of reading and writing activities that those books could support. But what other activities could we have our kids do? I think a a great activity might be to make kids uh, go back to like the 40s and 50s when there was no electricity and be just go electric electricity free for a day and um, open the blinds don't use lights just don't use any type of electricity at all mini boards blackboards that we used to have um, brainstorm of other, have the kids do some brainstorming of other ways that we can go without electricity. Uh, well, I found, I found when we do that too, the kids, they start to beg for it the next days. Can we not use the lights again? Like it has such a calming yeah. effect. It's the that. novelty of it. Yeah. yeah or just the natural lighting, I think is different and yeah, I like it too. I, one of the things I do is um, as part of our water, um, focus. I ask the kids, and you can do this with electricity too, um, to keep a week-long diary of their water usage. And so every time they turn the faucet on, every time they um, open a bottle of water, every time they flush the toilet, they take a shower or bath, they wash their dog, they wash their car, they water their plants, they do laundry, they have to notate it in their home journal for that week. It's good for awareness, huh? Just seeing how much their family uses. Do you you know what? We we did something similar, but after they had seen the Earth Day special, okay, maybe I should warn you about this. So there's this one part in there where they're suggesting different ways to save water. And Chevy Chase, some (laughs) other old old, 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 old
kept, kept saying it. Well, so this was always people would give other suggestions for saving water, and he'd always say, shower with a friend. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to say <laughs> The kids loved that. That would be fun. <laughs> I remember. Depends on their age level. <laughs> no, I remember <laughs> to save water. And I can't, I remember my grandmother, who was a teacher, saying to me uh-huh. and I must have picked it up in school you know in the 70s if it's yellow let it mellow do you remember that oh I do remember yeah. that if it's brown, yes. flush it down I remember <laughs> yes. taught that yes isn't that disgusting it's it water it grows as mouth, but, but it's a, it saves water yeah. that's right oh you know, <laughs> one of the things I like to do is talk about um, Aboriginal or Indigenous um, people and, and their culture. And if I can find someone to come in and talk, and I have done that in previous years, about how they view their relationship with the earth. Because it's very different than how um, other cultures, our our dominant culture views the relationship to the earth. And so it's good for kids to learn about that and to hear mm-hmm. how different cultures view that, how, how they feel about that. And, um, you know, beyond that horrific commercial we all saw in the 1970s with the <laughs> Native American with the feathers in his hair, you know, and the tear. On oh, the- yes. 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 So horribly stereotypical yeah. and offensive, but but it's important, I think, you know, talk about cultural being culturally responsive. In addition, you're you're talking about uh, how people hold the earth sacred. And because for many cultures it is sacred. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, should it should be. be. Yes. For all of us, where would we be no without this? And bringing in a speaker kind of just gives it more credibility. You know, it's yeah. not just the teacher talking yes. again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely true. I have an invention game that I always like to play in the, in the spring. Um, It's in a couple of my TPT products that I have. It's in um, Earth Day Student Heroes and it's also in my um, invention scoot game, but it's real simple. You just pull out your recycling bin or your junk boxes, or if you have maker boxes, that would be great. Wherever you keep recycled things And you have kids pick two items and then pick a card um, with things on it. And they have to make something out of that, like uh, pick out a sock and some wrapping paper and make a pencil (laughs) container, Um, pick out a a chenille stem and a drinking straw or a piece of paper and make a puppet. Mm -hmm. Oh, how cute. Getting them to totally think outside the box too. Yes. Yes, to really develop an inventive mindset and um, use up some of the recyclers to, to create some useful or just fun items. I, I love that. There's a group near us, um, Retta. I'm actually looking into this for our school, for our green team. We have a green team on our school at our school that does mm-hmm. all types of recycling and different types of things to do. That's what our custodian did. She was in charge of the green team. I wanted to check this out because there is a group in our area. And so if this is happening in our area, I'm sure it's happening in others. They take those Uh horrific plastic bags that you get at the grocery store 
and they actually have found a way to recycle them. They use them to weave blankets for homeless people because they're really actually quite warm. You know, it's like, oh, they will. Yes. What a great idea. Well, in California, we've actually, it's been a few years now where uh, plastic bags are banned. Uh Uh-huh. They're starting them in Connecticut, yeah. too. Yeah. You have to bring your own bags. We recycle our cans, but we're not there yet with the bags. <laughs> you know, I read an article yesterday. I was discussing it with my daughter. She was very um, disturbed to learn this, that those cotton um, shop, shopping bags that you take to the, yeah. to the market with yeah. you so that you don't have to get right. the bags mm-hmm. are actually worse for the planet. What? You, yes, than the paper bags or the plastic Why? bags, because the um, requirements to make them, the you know what 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 um, the factory has to use in terms of electricity and water and materials and labor, um, the the cost to make that means. I wish I could remember the number. You have to use it eighty two thousand times to wow. make it worth it. Wow! And you know that's not going to happen. So, you know, I said, oh, well, you can't win, can you? And and she said to me, we yes. have to. Yes. We have to win at this. So maybe kids could come up with some other way to get your groceries. Oh, home. I have something. Mm-hmm. I have other- something. So one of the things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> one of the things we do every year is ask kids to bring in old T-shirts, like adult sized T-shirts. You know, it could have holes in it. It could be stained or whatever. Sure. And we actually yes. teach them how to make bags out of them without needing to sew. Uh-huh. They What they do is they cut off the sleeves. And they cut off the neckline. So, so think about what that'll look like. Yeah. Okay. They cut off the sleeves. Cut that sounds like what I do to all my t-shirts. <laughs> right. But then at the bottom. And then I tie ribbons on of them. Of course oh, you do. Of course you do. <laughs> but then the bottom, um, you know how you make those no-sew blankets where yeah. you cut yes. fringe and then you tie it? Yep. So you so the yes. kids cut the bottoms and they tie it into um, tie them into knots and it makes a bag. And so the sleeve the holes sleeve, are your yep, handles. Yep. And then depending on what color t-shirt you have and what color t-shirts other kids have, they use then the sleeves and the neckline mm-hmm. and make little bows. They tie on, you know, to kind of decorate it more. And they have these bags that are sturdy and didn't, I guess, need to so, 5,000 times to use. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's already been used yep. as t-shirt. Yep. And what a cool thing to do. And and nothing, nothing falls out of the fringe nope. part. Yeah, they're tied in knots. And what a cool, what a cool thing to do also if you are a lower L teacher or even an upper L who send home, you know, still send home book bags with kids who don't have reading material at home, you know, instead of purchasing the yes. book bags, there you have it. People will donate old t-shirts. Are you kidding? You yep. give them away. You can't, you know, like just. <laughs> that is perfect. I, uh, could I just quit now? I want to go upstairs and get some <laughs> t-shirts and get started and take them to my daughter. I, I will post pictures of them so you guys can see it. It's They're really Thank great. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Now, okay. before we transition, I want to draw out one more idea. Kathy was talking about Earth Day bingo, and I oh, am yeah. <laughs> intrigued, and I need to hear about this. Okay, so Earth Day Bingo, we actually do school-wide, where we come up for different things kids can do 
um, that's environmentally friendly. So it could be, like we said, turn off the lights. It could be don't use paper all day. Like we have to think mm-hmm. of other hands on things. And they come up with a bingo grid for the whole school. And then the challenge is each class has to get bingo or blackout. And whichever classroom reaches that first, you know, wins some kind of ah, cool. I don't know, party of some sort. But um, it just gets the whole thing talking cool. about, you know, did you use electricity today? Did you have the lights off today? Did you uh, make sure to put your things in the recycling bin or whatever it is? How fun is that? And yeah. I love that it's whole school because that's, that's, cool. that's I, I just think that's awesome. Very cool. Yes. That sounds exactly like my Earth Day hero hunt, but I only did it in my classroom. That is fabulous to do that in the school. It is. So, whoops. Sorry, guys. I've got knives flying all over my kitchen. What do you think of that? Uh-oh. <laughs> Watch out. Uh-oh. Uh, so, let's be, we're almost out of time. So, let's go ahead and talk about this. What are, if we had to pick, what is your number one tip for celebrating Earth Day? What do you want people to know about before we end our podcast today? Deanne, why don't you start us off? Okay. I think that it's very important for kids to realize and all of us to realize that Earth Day is every day. And if each of us does our part and we pick up one piece of garbage and everybody does it, it's going to help the world get rid of pollution. Yes. So hopefully that'll help. Yeah. Another suggestion is, especially if you're in a neighborhood school, ask the kids to walk or ride their bike to school. So many kids get driven Uh like two blocks. Yeah, and and the cars are just burning gas in the drop off and pickup lines. So see, you know, it's spring. The weather's nice. Maybe encourage that for a little. That's a while. great idea. Yeah. Um, I think my tip too is to start early. So don't wait till end of April. <laughs> but like we said, in order to mm-hmm. you know put these things into place throughout the year, start early. Start talking about it. Do read alouds with some of the books that we mentioned to just make kids aware. Start tomorrow. Start tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think one of my favorite tips um, that I've done in the past is I have my kids bring one of my lessons. I have them bring either their hot lunch or their lunchbox into the classroom and we sit at our desks. And as we eat, we examine how much packaging we're using. And Oh, I like that. Oh, my God. Perfect. What could we personally do? to change the amount of packaging that we have. Um, now hot lunch kids, um, it's a little more difficult because they're consumers and they're buying something, but it's a way for them to have a voice and to talk about, you know, how can I, how can I cut back on this? I can make sure that I put my foam tray in the recycling bin. I can make sure that I rinse out my milk carton and it goes in the recycling bin. Um, I can, you know, write a note and a letter asking for snacks that have, um, materials that aren't wrapped in plastic. And then, you know, think about all the sandwich bags that kids bring. The enormous amount oh of Ziploc gosh. bags that kids use in their lunches, or that I use for that matter, any of us use. 
I was just going to say that I'm the Ziploc queen. My heart is pounding right now. What can I do? I mean, I even think about like home. I buy freezer bags and I stick my scoop in a freezer bag and stick it in the freezer. Well, why wouldn't I just put that in a Tupperware container? It's still plastic, but gosh, I'm using it a lot more than that freezer bag, you know? No. I just got rid of all my um, Glad containers and I ordered, um, and I know they have plastic lid, lids, but that's as far as I can go, glass containers. Oh, yeah. My daughter found glass containers that have glass lids and little oh. metal clips to put on them. I think they're a pain in the butt, but they are all, yeah. you know, permanent. That's right. They don't go anywhere. So yeah. these are some of our suggestions, guys. We hope that you will join us next week. We're going to be talking about outdoor learning. Kind of goes along with our uh, Earth Day chatter today. Uh, be sure to check out our blog links. We're also going to put that link to the um, YouTube video that we talked about, um, the Earth Day video. What's it called again, Retta? It's called We're the putting Earth that Day link in our Special. blog or our uh, podcast notes for you to check out. So be sure to do that. If you like what you hear, give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Give us a shout out, comment if you'd like, or share us with your teaching friends. You need to come back because we all know that you teach so hard. Mm-hmm.